right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Furge, joined by Keith Hernandez. And if you're listening to this saying, you know, I was checking on the YouTube there and I couldn't find it. And the reason why you can't find this episode on YouTube is because Keith is currently experiencing some Walmart connection with his video camera. So we've been trying to fix this now for about half an hour, give or take. We can't get it to go. So we're going to go no video today. So it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a little weird because I also can't see Keith, so I'm not really sure when he's gonna be done talking. So I guess <laughs> we'll just give you a heads up that we might talk over one another in this episode. Uh, but Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, besides this uh, uh, camera issues. So you know, we're moving. Yeah, the camera issue, not great, not great. No, not uh, ideal. And you know what also is not great when your players are fighting with the manager and you're in first oh, place. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're gonna talk about that today, as well as other you know unwritten rules that I found pretty much all of them to be like beyond stupid. Uh, obviously, we got our beat the streak picks for you, and we're doing good. We were two for two again last week. Me and Keith oh, yeah. are just too nice with it. And I, I almost messed up that extra Bogarts one on Thursday night. <laughs> but he but, came uh, through. He came, th- he came through in the ninth. <laughs> That's <laughs> all that every matters. every other player on the team got a hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and obviously, we'll give you a series of the week and a random waiver ad that you might want to use in your fantasy baseball league. Uh, but oh, before yeah. we start, the usual nonsense I'm going to tell you to do, check out the website, beakbrands.com. Written content there podcast is there follow at beak brands on social media so twitter instagram facebook that's where you could also interact with me and keith pretty exciting time uh if you normally watch on youtube and you miss us for this episode on youtube subscribe to the channel and we will get keith's camera fixed hopefully by next weekend because if not we're gonna have to drive him all the way out to the studio so we don't want to do that if we don't need to right now um, and if you're a, you know, loyal audio only listener, so, you know, Spotify, Apple podcasts and all the other good stuff, uh, make sure you subscribe, rate and review, follow, etc. So with that being said, Keith, are you ready to go? I'm so ready. Let's go. Yeah. Keith has been waiting for this since like Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we go, Keith, Chicago White Sox, they're in first place. They were your pick to go to the World Series yeah. for your American League pick there. Mm-hmm. I like them too. I have them making the playoffs. But you said all when we first started, when we first first did previews, you said that you didn't think Tony Larusa should be managing the team and that nope. they were gonna get into a fight. Fast forward to approximately, you know, mid May here. And we're, we're fighting. We are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you break down the situation and tell me what your thoughts are on it? You can start from the beginning with your mean Mercedes. Yeah, yeah so the uh, the White Sox are blowing out the uh, the Twins on what like a Wednesday night or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and the Twins are like, all right, we're not gonna burn any more arms. We're gonna throw in some position players now. They had La Tortuga out there throwing forty five mile an hour meatballs. <laughs> so three balls for Yerman Mercedes, and. He lost, uh, 
the the pitcher allows one in there, and Yerman, I've I've never seen someone load up like he was about to hit a slow pitch softball, except for Yerman in the major leagues right now, and he just parked it like 430 feet to dead center. Um, and, you know the the position player pitching is kind of like laughed it off, whatever. Everyone was just kind of laughing it off. Um, but you know it's a big like unwritten rule in baseball to not swing three and zero, especially when you're up like 15 runs or especially when there's a position player out in the mound i don't really care about it a lot of young fans don't really care about it anymore um but i know that the twins manager wasn't happy and then worst of all german mercedes's own manager tony larusa wasn't happy and he came out to the media and made comments about you know that he shouldn't have swung or whatever and he, he's going to get punished, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then the, the next day, now you have his teammates out there on social media, you know, liking tweets against Tony LaRusso. <laughs> like, Tony LaRusso is an idiot. He's a dr- like a drunk that should be managing a baseball team. Like, he's ruined his Hall of Fame career. He's already, he's already a Hall of Famer. There's yes. no reason for managing him. That's, that's besides the point. <laughs> but, yeah, you got you got guys like that liking just liking tweets. You got Tim Anderson commenting on their posts, like backing up Yerman and all of his other teammates backing backing him up. Um, then then before the game, you have guys making comments to the media <laughs> that they don't agree with Larusa. Like I think Lance Lynn made a big comment. Yeah. He's like, no, like as ever since I made it to the majors, like all these unwritten rules became meaningless. And then <laughs> and then Tony Larusa had an interview after, and he said, "That's why that's why I have an office, and he has a locker." <laughs> Like okay, what does that mean, Tony? Please let me yep. know. Yeah. So so I mean after after they they clean up that series with the with the Twins, I think they I think they won that the next game or whatever. Um, they went into New York against the Yankees and just got swept. They did. So. So my favorite part of that exchange, they do, they do. Um, my favorite part of that exchange is. When Tony LaRusso is like, yeah, we'll have to face his teammates in the dugout or whatever. And then all of his teammates are like, what are you talking about, bro? We we, we back him up. We're not going to flame yeah. this guy. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, everyone loved the homer. Like, I don't know. And especially, like, you, you got times like guys like Tim Anderson and, and Jose Abreu on that team. Or, you know, no matter who's out there, no matter what the score is, if you get him a 3-0 count and they're going to get a fastball down the middle, they're going to crush it. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, Tim Anderson doesn't wait for anything. He's like, he often nope. swings at the first pitch of the game trying to hit a home run. Yeah, off hitting it. leadoff. Yeah. But it works. And it does work. It does work. But um, as far as, like, the White Sox go, well, just the situation in general with Mercedes, like, at first, they didn't make a big deal out of it until Tony LaRusso said something about it, like, after yeah. the game. Because I was just like, you know, it's weird because Fran- Fernando Tatis Jr. did that last year, and they were, like, ready to crucify this guy. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, yeah. Mercedes does it in a game, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. It's just the Yermanator. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You got this guy on the Twins literally throwing batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like one of the guys you see at, like, men's softball. He's, like, grossly oh, overweight. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to lob these meatballs over for you and see how far you can hit them. Like, you're just letting him go. So crazy. I know, I know. So, 
Uh, obviously, I know where you stand on the White Sox situation, mm. but we're going to talk about, you know, just unwritten rules in general. Yeah. So, let's start with with the position player thing. So, mm. a position player goes out there. Are the other unwritten rules irrelevant now? Like, yeah, like okay, it doesn't matter. And like most of the time, you're just joking around. Like, like most of the, I feel like most of the position players. Especially in your own division, you're friends with like the guys on the other team. Yeah. Um, especially if you were traded over or whatever. Um, like Anthony Rizzo pitching to Freddie Freeman. Like they were laughing at that the entire time. Like Jordan Yamamoto today for the Mets was pitching against uh, uh, Aguilar uh, on the Marlins, and they were laughing the entire pack. Yeah. So, you know, even though Yamamoto is an actual pitcher, even though not good. <laughs> but still, like there, you most of the time you're out there just joking with with old teammates or old friends. So it doesn't really matter. No, I know. I listen to me. Like, as people were mad, like, how can you swing against a position player like that? Like, dude, they're pretty much conceding the game. Like, that's it. Yeah. They're putting a pitch, position player out there because they're like, yeah, we're, we we want to save our pitchers that actually are good and that we'll need tomorrow. So yep. we're pretty much throwing the game. And you're mad at the other team throwing a position player out there because it's, like, disrespectful. Like, dude, they're down by, like, 15 runs. They're not coming back. It's, it's more disrespectful when you're up, like, 15 runs and you put a position player out there. <laughs> yeah. So, you're like, we're up so much, we don't want to waste anybody, so let's just throw, like, our backup catcher out there. Or and see if he can get three outs. Yeah, exactly. That's more disrespectful. Yeah. When you when you're down 15 runs and you're like I don't want to waste anybody, we'll save them for tomorrow when hopefully our pitcher can actually keep us in a game. <laughs> That's different. Remember that time I did that when uh, I coached your team back in the day, intramurals, and I threw D Rod yeah. out there because we were up by so many runs. Yeah, in, the, <laughs> in the championship yeah. game. No. <laughs> Not that that compares to Major League Baseball. We were but like, we, were it's like funny. we did one inning. <laughs> <laughs> we got it done. We got it done. That's all that matters. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that was funny. So other unwritten rules that we're going to talk about today, because obviously you know where me and Keith stand on the whole position player thing. So swinging 3-0 when you're up by a ton, how do you feel about that? Because I'll tell you don't about care. me first, right? You get paid to play this game, don't you? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. So shut up and go out there and play, like, it's not yeah. little league. It's not middle school where you're trying to like not hurt the other team's feelings when you're like significantly better than them. Like you're at the highest point of any league you could be in. So like, listen, if you want to go pad your stats, you know, if the other team doesn't want you to do that. Maybe they should stop sucking. I agree. I mean, like as the great Josh Donaldson once said, you don't get paid to walk. <laughs> so, I mean, no, unless no, you're Joey Votto. Exactly, that's true. <laughs> but uh, you know, nobody, nobody anymore is looking for a walk and a three-zero count unless your name's like Brandon Nimmo. So that's right. He doesn't even walk. He runs. He runs. He runs. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I agree. So so far we're in agreement all the way through. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about the next one. Don't walk across the pitcher's mound. So we're going to throw this back to Alex Rodriguez jogging around like the back. It was the back of the mound, I believe, when 
Dallas Braden was pitching for the Oakland A's. And if you're like, wow, I know that name. Because that was, that was the guy who threw the uh, no-hitter or perfect game perfect on game. Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, on Mother's Day. I remember because there was, like, pink everywhere. Um, yeah. So, to me, like, that's a weird one. I get why it's in there because that's, like, the pitchers, you know, like, Your space. that's, like, their space. But, like, you've run through every other player's space, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Just because, like, especially a player who has a dirty history, like A-Rod, you know, knocking uh, balls out of like, first the first base of mid. <laughs> uh, I think a, this is another unwritten, like, an unwritten rule, like, don't call for the ball. Yeah, like, when, like, when you're running the bases. Like, when another, yeah, when you're running the bases, which is another thing A-Rod did. Yeah. <laughs> um so you know you you would think a player like him is gonna come across the mound and like you know fill fill in the hole you you created next to the rubber or uh you have if you have if you make a line to like keep yourself straight to the plate like just throw dirt back over it so you lose the line or whatever like something stupid so yeah i get it um doesn't ha- that's something that doesn't really happen much but still yeah guys don't really do that and i feel like that's one of those where it's like all right like you're taught at a young age like don't cut across the field like that like you go around to your position you know like, yeah so i mean i guess it, that just works for for that um yeah so i i kind of agree because like i don't know anyone else who's even done that other than i A-Rod. think Pujol did it did he like yeah, and then someone started to say something. And he was like, "No, like, what do you do? You know who I am? Like, get away from me!" He was like, I don't care. <laughs> I think it was. I think they were playing the Dodgers, and he did it. Um, oh, look at like, that! Like 2015, 2016. Full but... circle, Albert Pujols on the exactly. Dodgers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. I have never heard of this until we looked up unwritten rules before. Don't swing first pitch after back-to-back home runs. Like, who <laughs> came up with that? I've never heard of that one in my life before. Um, like, how many how many home runs do you see on, like, back-to-back pitches? I'm pretty sure there's been three straight home runs on, like, three straight pitches before. Yeah, so, like, probably. Yeah, and, no, and nobody nobody bats an eye. Nobody says a word about it. So I've never, I've never, heard, never heard of, that of anything one. like that. Yeah. So even if, if people did care about that one, if people started to get mad, that'd be a really stupid – almost as stupid as a 3-0 swinging. Yeah. My, my dad actually has an unwritten rule about that, but it's only in our house. Um, so his rule is after a guy serves up a home run in like a high leverage spot, you should swing at the next pitch because he's pissed off and he's going to try to blow a fastball by you right down the middle because he's angry, and then you'll, you'll hit another home run off him. That's my dad's unwritten rule right there. And it works. It used to happen to Braden Looper all the time. Oh my god! That guy was trash. <laughs> that guy was That's so a great bad. one. That is a great <laughs> one, and because it, it, it happens all the time, like you said, like it's rare to see back to back to back home runs, but like back to back home runs happens all the time. And yeah. if you start yeah. paying attention to it, like it's mainly on fastballs that they're just trying to blow by you. Yep. So there you go. Exactly. My dad's on to something. Throw him exactly. in the analytical yep. department. He doesn't even need the packet. <laughs> he just watches the game and knows what's good. Oh, yep. we got we got two more unwritten rules. All right, so All right. let's go with. I guess we'll go least controversial to more controversial here. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about hitting guys that you think like 
disrespected your team, right? Because they they ended up throwing at the the Twins, threw yeah. at the White Sox the next day, and that pit, Duffy got suspended they, like three games for it. They threw a Yerman. Yeah. Um, I don't think I honestly don't even think he would have gotten thrown at if. Nobody said anything. If his own manager didn't throw him under the bus. <laughs> if if his own manager didn't throw him under the bus, nobody would have. No, it would nothing would have happened. It just would have went would would have went over and uh, on to the next game. But uh, well, how about other guys either, that get thrown at? Yeah, like Chase Utley like when Syndergaard threw it Utley. <laughs> that's the only. That's I mean that's the only way to fight. Like, in football, you can lay a hard hit on somebody. Hockey, you can lay a hard hit on somebody. Yeah. Basketball, you can kind of foul you, a guy. You can take a flagrant hard. foul, yeah. Yeah, you can get, you can take a flagrant. I mean, you can, like, even if you're fighting for the ball, you can hit someone and get away with it. Yeah, or throw like, uh, mm-hmm. or like an intentional, intentional charging foul, something stupid. Yeah, like just lay someone out. But there's no, there's no way to do that unless you're a Mirror Garrett and you're charging dugouts by yourself. Yeah, like that's, that's. <laughs> the only way you're gonna be able to to get angry and fight someone you know, every time someone there's a fight entire bench entire bench is clear it's not one-on-one no it's not um, one-on-one baseball is that sport what what you could not even you could just be chatting and the catcher takes his mask off for example and the whole team's out there immediately all teams out yeah but you can't hear especially when you got 40,000 people in the stadium um, no i know i know but but still yeah i mean i'm fine with that one it 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 makes sense to yeah. to do it so like, i'm unless, all for I'm, throwing at people i would say i would the, i would the only part of it that i would care about which i mean it's not even shown in here would be not to headhunt yes that's, that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah I as long agree. as you're not doing that it's fine if, if you hit them the right way or throw behind them and you miss whatever but to me it's like listen you have one chance so you better make it count yeah, exactly. If, like if you if, miss him, like all right, that was your shot. That's it. Just move on. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna hit him, hit him on the first pitch. Hit him in the back. Like whatever. Yeah, and then it is what it is. Yep. All right. So here we go. I think this is the one we differ on. Mm-hmm. Bunting with a no hitter in progress. So I'll let you go first, and I'll tell you why I think I'm on the opposite side of you. Yep. So this this one I'm I'm cool with. Like I would I don't like bunts during no hitters but i like i understand why people do it you know because for most people especially fast leadoff guys that are struggling whatever it's easy to just drop down a bunt especially with the shift now too that's you, my, you took my point yep, uh, I, it's yep. I didn't know <laughs> um with the shift now like you could just put one right down and there's nobody on that side um so it's even easier to do it now than it ever was um so yeah i mean it's just whatever like <laughs> it's whatever i w- i wouldn't do it um i think i did it in mlb the show game i was in the fifth inning getting no hit and i just dropped the- they had the shift on against dom smith and i dropped on a bunt and it just worked perfectly you took my point so the reason i'm okay yeah. with it is for two reasons you took both of them one I doesn't there's not as many guys that bunt now as there used to be because it's like mm-hmm. a skill that people don't use uh, but like, like you said, if you have like a fast leadoff guy or someone who's a good bunter and they normally bunt, like VR fake bunts a lot and he has yeah, bunted yeah. before. Like, if he bunted in a no hitter, like what are you gonna do? Like he does that all the time. Yeah, it's not like exactly. he's doing it just to break up the no hitter. Like that's how, like that's how he gets on base. 
Or I feel like mm-hmm. Billy Hamilton was actually like, good, be, you know what I mean? Like, it would be weird, like, if, like, a Pete Alonso came up to the plate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's different. Um, Yeah, I think, like, as long as, like, it's not in the ninth inning. Okay, I can get behind that. Like, if it's, <laughs> like, if it's the seventh inning, like, you're starting your last time around the order, that's fine. Even in the, even any time around the second time around the order, like, do it. I don't care. So the other thing with you said with the shift, like listen, mm-hmm. the only thing I care about is winning. So if you're gonna put three guys on the right side of the field, let's say, and no one on the third base side, yep. And I'm I'm struggling. Listen, I'm gonna lay one down there. Exactly. Go, go, let your pitcher go get it, buddy, because that's exactly. listen. I don't care what I got to do to get on base. A knock's a knock. Mm-hmm. Just slap it right down there and take your take your free single. Sometimes even a free double if you hit it hard enough. Yeah, those are the fun. Those are crazy when you like Cano slap had, the ball. Yeah, Cano yeah. had like a. It was in Boston, I think, like years ago. Had a crazy like bunt double. I think so. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's weird because he was like. He's not that fast. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh my God, he was so slow. Excuse me. Oh, he that was terrible. Is, but... He still is. <laughs> um. So those. That's like our thoughts on some different unwritten rules. We have a little bit of time, so and then we'll talk about the White Sox. Uh, but we I had the twins making the playoffs. And you didn't have them making the playoffs, but you thought they were gonna be pretty good. Uh they are currently in dead last place in the American <laughs> League Central behind the Tigers. Alright, that's how bad they've been. That's how bad. They're seventeen and nineteen on the year. Are we hitting the red panic button yet? Uh yeah, I think so. Especially since the Indians, who have nobody yeah. besides Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez, are four games above 500, and they're only a game and a half back from the White Sox. That's where I imagine the Twins would be. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, you are hitting the red panic button because you know, Kenta Maeda isn't pitching well. Yeah. Um. He's been getting rocked. Uh. I know Franmil Reyes like owns him. He's like. Four for four with three homers and a and a single, um, and like four career bats off of him. I mean, Fran Mills just got hurt too, and he's out for two months now. But yeah, the the Twins has got to figure something out because if if they don't sell, they're they're going to be in fifth place for years to come. You know, they got a thirty eight year old third baseman, still got I think a year or two left on his contract with Donaldson, um. They got Nelson Cruz, another 40-year-old man just hitting bombs out of the DH spot. And then besides that, I mean, they, I think the Royce Lewis is like their top prospect. His shortstop is supposed to be really good. But if, if he comes up and the rest of the team is like gone, it doesn't even matter. Um, even You can look at the record above, uh, like with, with teams over 500 too. They're 8-17 and 17 against teams over 500. Yeah, it's um, not good. <laughs> and like that's that's a signal for like what I like to call like fraudulent franchises. <laughs> um so like even the card the Cardinals are 6 and 9 against teams over 500. The Mets are 2 and 10 against teams over 500. Yeah, those um, are not good stats. Not good stats. Um you know, three through the for the Mets it was the three game sweep against the uh the Rays that killed them. And the two-game sweep to Boston. So that's, yeah. that's already five right there. 
But, I mean, they, they had two good wins against Atlanta, but Atlanta's not even over 500, so it doesn't even matter. Even though you know in the back of your head they're a good team, it doesn't show on that, that little stat right there. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely definitely throwing up the red flag, even though, you know, the Nationals love talking about going 19-31 and 31 to start the season and coming back to win the World Series in 2019. So Yeah, so that's the only reason why I'm not ready to hit the red panic button. But I am literally that guy who sweats in the meme when you can't decide which one to do. Yeah. Because like, I am close. I'm really close to hitting the button. And for the exact yeah. reason you said, which is not even Maeda, their entire pitching staff has been awful. Like, the bullpen's been bad. Oh, yeah. Palomi's been terrible. Yeah. A majority of their starting pitcher has been bad. Like, it's yeah. not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> um, no. Not one bit. And I'll give him a little bit of time to turn it around. Like, three more weeks max. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like, I think I might be hitting the eject button, which is unfortunate. Oh, yeah. By, but... by, this, by this time next month, if they're in the same spot... Yeah, it's it's like over. It. It's over. <laughs> All right. um, so, yeah, I just want to th- throw that quick note in about the Twins... Uh, so we can monitor that going forward. We can throw them into the Lu- Luis Castillo pile of things that we're concerned about. Um, yeah, I, he got shelled again today. He got shelled again after having a good start at the beginning of the yeah. week. Yeah. He had a good start at the beginning of the week, and then people were like, oh, he's back. And then he gave up three runs in the first inning today. Yeah, so continue to monitor him as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's get into some fun stuff. Oh, yeah. We're going to play Who's Your Randy? So if you're new to this... That's our waiver ad of the week, named after Randy or Rosarania, because they're a random mm-hmm. ad. You get what we're doing here, people. It's pretty nice. Um, I get to go first this week. So my waiver ad is going to be Spencer Turnbull for the Detroit Tigers. Me and Keith mentioned him previously. Like in yep. our previews, we said he might be like a solid starter for you. He's coming off a no-hitter, <laughs> which okay. Or he just recently threw a no-hitter. Um, and the reason I want him for this week is because he has a two-start week. So he's pitching on Monday, which, is, if you're listening to this, is today. So go grab him. And he will probably pitch again on Saturday or Sunday, depending on the Tiger schedule there and how they kind of finagle their rotation. Yep. Uh, and he's been pretty good this year. He has a whip under one. So it's not just like you're adding him for some cheap points. Like He has been good. Uh, even aside from the no-hitter. So that's my guy for this week. Two-star pitcher. You know, if Saquon's listening, we're big fans of the two-star pitcher uh, to start the week. So go Turnbull, go. That's my guy. So I'm, I'm actually going to switch up on mine from what I originally had planned. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Kendall Graveman on the Seattle Mariners. It looks like he's taking over the uh, the closer job from Rafael Montero. Two wow. saves in the last two, two weeks. Um, he hasn't allowed a run this year in 16 and two-thirds innings. Got a whip at .54. Okay. Um, so he's looking good. And if, if you play in a categories league like I do in one of my other leagues that counts saves and holds, this is great because that'll that's nine combined between the he's got five saves and four holds um he's gonna help your array stats out he's gonna help your whip stats out um strikes out a decent amount of guys nothing like overpowering um i think just a little over uh nine k's for nine but um yeah 
He, he looks like he's going to be a uh, a good guy. I think – wait, hold on. I'm reading up on him. He is on the COVID injured list. Oh, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, maybe maybe you can find him getting dropped by some frustrated uh, – some of your frustrated friends that had him. Oh, only owned in uh, 49% of leagues right now. So. Oh, and he's right underneath the, the Right threshold. under the 50. He's right underneath it. And, you know, that's a good looking out because – Pretty much, if your name's not Mitch Haniger or Jared Kelenic, uh, I don't care about you if you play for the Mariners. So, that's good scouting there by Keith. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Mitch Haniger's been my boy since day one, so I'm oh, always yeah. on the of Mitch Haniger train. So, I think we got some two we got two pitcher ads this week for you. That's what it sounds like. Yep. Graveman, you might be able to wait on because he's on the COVID list, but still a quality potential ad there. Uh, so, let's yeah. talk about our series of the week. Make our beat the make our beat the streak picks and then get out of mm-hmm. here. So, my series of the week, I'm gonna go Astros Dodgers. And Keith, do you want to guess why I picked that as my series of the week? Um, because the Dodgers are on like a seven game win streak. Yeah. And oh well, that's a World Series match. Yes, exactly. Flip right by me. I was gonna say, come on, Keith, that was the obvious answer. So, yes, oh my God. World Series rematch. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And the Dodgers are hot right now. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, well, they've kind of been hot all year except for, like, that little one-week stretch there. But this is a good matchup, right? Houston's been pretty good in their last 10 games. They're 6-4. and four, uh, And the Dodgers ha- are 9-1 and one in their last 10. So they are scorching hot. I'm just here for the World Series rematch with fans in yeah. the stadium. So it's going to be in sign LA, me right? Up. Yeah, it's in LA. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be a good one. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you also have a good one. I do have a good one. This is Cardinals and White Sox. Both teams are 26 and 19. Both teams are in first place in their division, and uh, they got. There's going to be a lot of good pitching matchups. Lance Lynn, who's been amazing this year, is throwing uh, first game of the series on Monday. Jack Flaherty, who's not lost a start this year, 8-0, is throwing on Tuesday against Lucas Giolito, who struggled. Um, that's going to be a very, very fun matchup to, to start the week. I believe it's only a three-game series. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting, um, especially with Tony La Russa. He's not Tony La Russa isn't returning to St. Louis yet since it's going to be in Chicago. Um, but I'm sure he'll still get some, uh, some hellos from many old coaching staff who could be there from the lap 10 years ago now. Yeah, that one's got a ton of storylines mm-hmm. and I didn't even notice it. Cause as soon as I saw Astros Dodgers, I was like, that's it. Sign me up. That's I want it. that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but now that you brought that one up, that one's got some interest too. So those are two series mm-hmm. to look out for this week, people at home. Uh, and obviously we're going to end this here with our beat the streak picks. And like I said, to kick the show off today, me and Keith are on fire with our beat the streak, but we have not yeah. missed one yet. Not yet. In our two weeks of doing this. So I hope we keep going. So let's I go. hope we keep going. So my pick for Monday, May 24th is going to be Trevor story against the Mets. Peterson is pitching and you're probably saying, wow, you know, that, that might be a little bit bold. Why would you take Trevor story? Well, because when you look at every, all the other options, it's not great out there. It's yeah, just Monday, not Monday's great. Monday's a little rough. 
Monday's a little rough on games. Monday's a little rough this week. So I'm going to go with Story against Peterson strictly in the righty-lefty matchup because uh, Peterson is prone to implode every here and there. So give me Trevor Story. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a solid pick. Um, for me, I am going with uh, Cedric Mullins against Matt Shoemaker and the struggling Twins. Uh, as we talked about before, the Twins struggling starting pitching. Uh, Shoemaker's got an ERA over six so far this season, and Cedric Mullins is hitting just under 300. I believe it's about 295 right now. Um, I feel like every time I watch this dude hit leadoff, it's like always a hit. So, I uh I have some faith in Cedric Mullins. He's uh he's been very good this year. He's facing against a struggling pitcher, and again a lefty righty matchup. So. Yeah, uh, flip this flip this one though. C- Cedric Mullins is the lefty, lefty. and uh, Shoemaker's the righty. So yeah, listen, me and Keith out here, we looked at these games and we were like, you know what? We're just gonna have to play the matchups. <laughs> Find me either a soft tossing lefty or righty against a good hitter, and that's who we're gonna go with. Yep. Uh, my alternate pick would have been Randy Rosarania, just because his segment on our show is named after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Trevor Story, it is for me. So yeah. that's kind of what me and Keith got for this week. We'll be back again next week, hopefully with video for those of you that like to watch on the YouTube there. Uh, you know, the usual stuff. Check out the website, beakbrands.com. Social media, at Beak Brands, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you watch on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like, share, comment, etc. And if you're a uh, audio person, subscribe, rate, review, and follow. So, me and Keith are going to hop out of here. Until next time, we will see you next week, everybody. Yes, sir. See you soon.